0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the end time blog podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. It is my joy to write and podcast for you. Always pointing to Jesus, a holier lifestyle and passing along credible ministry links. Today, I am talking about a fantastic, amazing decision. I wrote recently about women on the speaking circuit. I used the examples of Jackie Hill Perry, Beth Moore, Diana Stone, Priscilla Shire, Jenny Allen, women who have children at home, but gallivant all over the world, speaking to audiences of unknown women who are doing their role a disservice. Their children suffer, The husband suffers, their church suffers from her absence, and suffers from the lack of her ministrations to the younger women in her life. I've always thought, why teach women a thousand miles away when there are women who would benefit from her teaching and her presence, her hospitality, and her example, two feet away down the pew? Now, biblically, women are urged to be at home, to tend to their home, abide in their home, and perform duties oriented to the home. The Proverbs 31 woman did all she did for the home, which biblically is her sphere. A few of the verses that um, urge this are 1 Timothy 5.14, Titus 2.5, Proverbs 14.1, that outline a woman's sphere. For women who start out and their ministry gets big and known, there is a tipping point. When I ran my newspaper business, it was all about sustainability, repeatability, and scalability. Can I personally sustain this? What are my limits in energy, time, talent? Can I repeat this over and over day in day out, year after year? Is my business scalable? Investopedia says scalability refers to a business or other entities capacity to grow to meet demand. And Another entity what might be a parachurch or a ministry. So the question is, can I meet demand on this ministry without having a negative effect on my home and my life's sphere? There is usually a tipping point where the ministry, and usually it's a corporation, gets big. And the women who founded it need to reevaluate her goals and realistically decide what to do next. It has been, excuse me, my contention that the above-named women and others made the wrong choice. They invested themselves in their growing ministry, which inevitably took them away from their godly role at home and church, and they became celebrities with all that entails, which is usually negative. The temptation of fame or money or even, quote, good intentions, such as serving women or serving Jesus, became too much, and they grew their ministry into A parachurch that took their time, attention, and energy away from the place where Jesus said it should be, which is the home. I was at a point like that a few years ago. I'm sorry, a little while ago. I mean, I'm not famous or anything, but I did start to receive requests to come speak. Idaho, New England, North Carolina, further afield in my own state of Georgia, you know, different places. I declined them at first because I am still working full time and the dates were during the school year. But it made me think, I do like speaking and teaching. That is my secular profession after all. And my educational niche within that profession is literacy, bringing text to children and helping them understand it. Doing that with the text, the Bible, would be great. And to be honest, it's flattering to get requests and to be, quote, in demand. Pride, thou art sneaky, but no. After prayer and thought, consulting the word, I spoke with my elders and I worked through the issue. I finally decided that my role is home, not to grow a ministry to the point where I need to incorporate, develop contracts, and travel away from my home and my church. You know, even if I never said another word or wrote another essay, just being in the pew every week, present and visible, is a ministry. I had thought, is there not one woman I can help here in my sphere, in church? Of course. Then why leave to go help other women? I do have a burden for the women I had named above and others watching the negative effect of being absent from their home had on their families, watching the temptation of celebrity chip away at their core, how ambition and energy used to sustain a growing ministry impacts them. Sometimes even impacts their message many of these ministries and conferences become their own parachurch while laudatory in many cases some of these organizations increasingly draw women away from their home church infuse them with false doctrine and recede them back to their church to infect it I had written about my concern over these gallivanting women and these growing ministries slash conferences slash parachurches founded by women uh, many times. Just a few of my essays that I had written about on this topic were the issue with parachurch organizations, especially ones founded by women, and the problem with parachurch organizations And I'm suspicious of parachurch organizations. Here's why. And many Christian celebrity moms are distorting biblical motherhood, part one. I think that one has three parts. And another one I wrote, are there too many conferences? Those are just a few of the essays I've written on the topic over the years. You can see I am truly burdened about it. It is why I admire and applaud Brooke Bartz, founder of the online global conference, Open Hearts in a Closed World. She founded her conference in 2020, and there have been four annual conferences in 2020, 21, 22, and 2023. It grew rapidly, soon hosting world-class speakers and musicians like City of Light. It quickly was partnered with American Gospel TV and the Masters University. But this year, 2024, she fulfilled her goal of moving the conference under the ministerial shepherding of her church elders. She had never wanted the conference to become its own parachurch. She wanted to remain submitted and focused within her own sphere. It takes a strong spirit-filled woman to willingly abandon celebrity to stick to her goal of not allowing the event to grow to the point where one's identity and dare we say celebrity are attached. Here is part of her announcement, which is on her Facebook page and Instagram. This is quote from Brooke Bart's open hearts in a closed world conference founder, quote, Running a conference worldwide took time and energy that I can now focus locally to build up this ministry. The ladies in this area where I live and to my ladies in the church as I disciple, counsel, and teach them, growing them up in the word of God to the measure of the fullness of Christ. It's where I can directly fulfill the great commission, face to face, directly, and in my sphere of influence." End quote, from Brooke Bart's Open Hearts in a Closed World Conference Founder. The rest of her statement is in the link uh, at her Instagram, but I loved this part where she said, in my sphere of influence. This might not be popular to say, I'm sure it isn't, but ladies, our sphere of influence is not the world stage. It is not jetting to this country or that state to impart biblical knowledge outside of one's own church and often out from under the authority of a husband, elder, pastor or male led board. Frankly, I've never seen a growing ladies' ministry be handed over to the men at its tipping point. I'm sure it may have happened out of public view, perhaps, but this from Brooke barts her decision was public and firm and godly. I rejoice with Brooke in having a full heart, as she said, and seeing this wonderful example We need to be content where God has placed us, which is the home, church, perhaps a job if single or other circumstances dictate. We really are not called to be celebrities, jetting in private jets with bodyguards, fielding interviews with globally famous news outlets holding board meetings, negotiating speaking invitations and book contracts, when all the while the kids at home are eating takeout or the grandkids miss their grandma or the kids miss their mom, where her spot in the pew is empty, where the husband is left to pick up wifely duties. And every single thing I just mentioned, the ladies that I mentioned at the beginning are all quoted as having done this. The Lord knows best and we thrive best at home. And when we submit to that, he is pleased. Congratulations to Brooke and her husband and her co-workers in Open Hearts in a Closed World for making such a fantastic decision. Now the conference will continue, Brooke wrote It will not be live streamed as it was before, but it will be videotaped and available to watch on YouTube after the conference ends. The conference will be under the authority of her church, Sola Bible Church, and that is the YouTube channel you can watch it after it finishes this July, as well as watch it on the Open Hearts in a Closed World YouTube channel. May the women at the conference be edified, and may the Lord of our souls be glorified. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.